Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia. Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Race week, Joel. Cars on track this week, Joel. Here we go. Nobody cares but us. Joel Nelson is also. My, my son may be a NASCAR fan. Joel, Joel Nelson, Joel Nelson, the producer. He's also a NASCAR fan. Clash at the Coliseum on uh uh, this coming weekend, where we on Sunday we got the clash, we got the the heat races on Saturday night, right? I am a, I've got to go to a a benefit on Saturday. I'm gonna miss all the like the the duels or whatever you know the the you know, the run up to it where the elimination races. But then Sunday, I'm good for this. This is perfect. It's I'm excited. NASCAR's for it. got the shortest off season among any major sport. It. The championship happens in mid to late November, and then boom. This is a total novelty act and a total circus act running a NASCAR race inside the Coliseum on a short quarter-mile track, but I'm here for it just there and see it in demolition derby-style races. So I'm way into this. I can't wait for it because it means the season has begun and I have something to do every Sunday with my family. We love watching it all together. I'm here for it. So there we go. So that happens this weekend. 412-928-9370. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates. Personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. By the way, Joel, here's my – you get one bold prediction. I get one bold NASCAR prediction. You get one bold prediction. Chase Briscoe back in the playoffs this year. That is my well, – no, I'll make two bold predictions. Chase Briscoe and Corey LaJoy, both playoff guys. I like it. So – is Corey LaJoy going to win a race, or will he make it on points? He will win. He will win in Atlanta this Atlanta. year. Atlanta. Yes. I like it. That's a that's a good pick. He's had some strong runs there. Okay. What is your one or two bold predictions for the NASCAR season? I'll get back to you on that. Uh, you, <laughs> you have to think about it. Okay. Well, think about it. I need your bold NASCAR prediction to start the 940 segment. Done. Done. Joel Nelson. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Coming up at 10 o'clock, we'll hear from Art the Second in his entirety. It's like 18 minutes long. We hear the full interview from today. Uh, question. Okay. So Taylor Swift, again, making big noise yesterday, right? A lot of people say, oh, there's Taylor Swift. And I'll tell you, if, if there's any being left who thinks this is fake, who thinks this is contrived, you just have to watch the video of when she comes down to the field after the game and Travis Kelsey gives her a kiss and calls her sweetie. It's like as real as can be. It's it's pretty I think it's pretty cool. But anyway, 
Who is a celeb Steeler fan? This is what I'm bouncing this off of and in, in kind of the basis for this. Who is a celebrity Steeler fan that you like? And who is a celebrity Steeler fan that is cringy and you wish wasn't a Steeler fan? And we'll continue the topic of the GOAT. How do you arrive at who the GOAT is? If somebody says to you, who's the greatest of all time as a quarterback or whatever, you tell me how you get to how you arrive there. You the way that you come up with it in your brain. Tony's in Irwin. Hi, Tony. Hey, how you doing, bud? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Happy New Year. Uh, you too. So th- this is such a tough topic. That's you know I think we over talk about you know basketball, football, baseball. You know, Will Chamberlain to me is the best basketball player ever. Just because if if you seen him play. Uh, it's just unbelievable, and then you hear all these people talk. And, but I think it got to go up, go by era. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So back back in the '70s, I mean, we could, you know, they weren't throwing the ball a lot. So Terry Bradshaw, Roger Stallback, you know, the Snake, you know, these guys ran the ball. You know, then you go to the next era, and the next era, and the next era. The only thing I got to say about Tom Brady, I think he's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, he was in a J, JV division for 20 years. You were with Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets, who were terrible, okay? Right. They only had to win one game to get to that AFC championship every year. Think about that. Okay. Okay. And then you have to think about the tuck rule that happened, that, that they shouldn't even have been in that first Super Bowl and that was given to them against Oakland. Yeah, but, but it was. But, like, bounces happened, so I, I can't, Yeah, I, I understand. You know. Okay. But they, they, they got People would say bounces. that the, the greatest play in Pittsburgh Steelers history shouldn't have happened. Well, I was at that game. I was I was a young kid. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. Like I can't say like it, but it did happen. So I yeah. can't discount it. Okay, but they had hell of a defense. A lot of those times, you had a hell of a field goal kicker. And I'm not taking anything away from the guy, but he did a lot of dinking and dunking. You go back and look at all those games. He had great receivers. They say he had no receivers. Let me tell you what: Wes Walker, Julian Edelman, that Amadola. You go back and look at those short passes that they took 40 and 50 yards. Well, he had Randy Moss. I mean, then he also had great Randy receivers, yeah. too, you know. And, he, and, the, and the Gronk is going to go down as arguably the best tight end beside Kelsey, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have – I don't care what anyone says uh, as, as Belichick. I think it was, the, it was the perfect storm, the coaching staff they had, the players they had with Brewski and uh, McGinnis, they had a lot of good players. They might not have been all Hall of Famers. Marvin Harrison. All, or, or I mean, bought, excuse me, Rodney Harrison, yes. Yeah, they all bought into the system, okay? And I think that's why they won those six Super Bowls. Okay, fair enough. 412-928-9370. I, I can't discount or take away anything from them other than the allegations of cheating. Let's get into this at 412-928-9370. Who is that? super fan or that celeb fan or that person that is out there that you see that is a Steeler fan that makes you cringe or the one that you're happy to have on your side. You know who I really think is the realest Steeler fan? You could talk like Joe Manganiello is a real Steeler fan. He really is. But the most real one out there that is a, a shade even higher than him that is real in his fandom Billy Gardell is a real-ass Steeler fan. He really is. I don't question Brett Michaels, but I wonder I wonder if his real fandom. 
where he is with that. Wiz Khalifa, yeah. Now, Michael Keaton is a real Steeler fan. He's a real Pittsburgh fan. When he roasted Bob Nutting after Bob Nutting invited him to throw the first pitch, incredible moment. You know, apparently John Grisham is a Steeler fan. I didn't know that, but apparently he is a pretty deep Steeler fan. Paul Rudd is a Steeler fan. Because I remember he was on and he named all the Steelers from like back in the 70s and said how he lived and died with that team. Hank, Is Hank Williams a cringy Steeler fan or not at 412-928-9370? That one is one that's up for debate. Okay, so there's that. Seth Myers, who? This is crazy. Seth Myers is a legit Steeler fan. Seth Myers also. I am not making this up. I am 100% accurate and 100% truthful with this. Seth Myers like has Ron Cook's cell phone number and will text him and talk to him and stuff about the Steelers. Like the Seth Myers is friends with Ron Cook. And his link to the Steelers is Ron Cook's coverage. Now we get to a gigantic one. Snoop Dogg. Okay. Snoop Dogg's highly public affinity for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And he loves them. But do you take Snoop Dogg's fandom a little less serious because Snoop seems to have other favorite teams? Yes or no at 412-928-9370? Hmm. I don't know that. Because, like, he does like the Steelers, but he also, every once in a while, will also, as, like, a second team, like the Raiders, or also like the Cowboys. Like, he has a couple favorites here and there. You know who's sneaky likes the Steelers that a lot of people don't know? Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was big friends with uh, Franco Harris. Big, big Steeler fan. Absolutely big Steeler fan. Also... And I I saw a picture. I don't know how well he's doing. He's been sick. Toby Keith, big Steeler fan. Cringy or not, 412-928-9370. But he definitely is a a huge Steeler fan. Um, Who else do I have in my mind? that would? Oh, here's one. The one Steeler fan. Okay, people are coming out of Taylor Swift. They can't stand her. She makes Kansas City unlikable. I fully disagree. I'll tell you one Steeler fan that you could actually sell off and say, don't ever be a Steeler fan. No, thank you. Well, there are two. This one for sure. Kurt Schilling is actually a big Steeler fan. If you're a real Steeler fan, you say, thanks, but no thanks. I don't think we want you on our squad. And RIP, but when he was alive... Did you really want Rush Limbaugh as a Steeler fan? I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. Hmm. Man, is this something. Um. Yeah. You know what? I think that's the guy. I think Kurt Schilling is the one that's the most cringy. That you say, nah, thanks but no thanks for your fandom. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. In 10 minutes from now, I want to get into taunting. What is taunting? In, we saw a highly um, highly debated call yesterday. 
in one of the championship games. What is taunting, and should there be taunting in professional sports? Should that even be a penalty? Should it be called or not? Let's get into that, and we'll also dive back into a lot of what Dan Campbell said. Let's get into that right now, actually. Do you, do you look at Dan Campbell and do you say, you should change your ways in games like this, or do you have to ride that all the way out if you're somebody who takes chances? Because I could see it both ways. I think if you're a fan of a team that he coaches, you can appreciate his – you can totally appreciate his – the way that he sticks to his guns, the way that he always goes about his business, the way that he just won't deviate course. But there's a time and there's a place probably for saying, now is when you do the smart thing. Now is when you come up off of that and you say, all right, listen, we've got to do what's best for the short term right now, try to get points and try to go right there. Oh, text from Rich Walsh, and he's right about this. My man, Richie. Garth Brooks and Robert Downey Jr., Steeler fans, dead right about that. Great call, Richie Walsh. Appreciate it. Thank you for the text, my brother. He is right about that. Kurt Schilling is the one, the one living right now, where if you're a Steeler fan, you say, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, Turn in your Steeler card. You're kind of a really bad guy. We want nothing to do with you. You're a wacko. Remember when Kurt Schilling not long ago, whenever Tim Wakefield wanted to tell everybody that he was sick and had cancer, and that he didn't have all that long to live, that Kurt Schilling ruined the announcement by telling everybody like two days before Tim Wakefield's family was able to? That was bogus. That was such a bum move. What a scrub that guy is. No time for Kurt Schilling at all. Big thanks to Rich Walsh. See, you know what Rich Walsh is? He's sneaky one of those guys that knows a whole lot. And I mean a whole lot. Like, he's be, he'd be a great trivia partner. He knows a lot. Okay, Rich Walsh knows something about everything. He doesn't necessarily know a ton about any one thing, but Richie Walsh knows something about everything. Those are the best kind of, like, trivia partners. Those kind of guys. Let's dive into this coming up next. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. What is taunting? What is it to you? Does it bother you? If you're watching a football game, if you're watching a baseball game, if you're watching a basketball game, does it bother you when someone does something positive for their team and they get in the face or they talk a little mess or they otherwise celebrate and make the person they just, well, they made look bad, look even worse? Does that bother you at all? Let's dive into that coming up next. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there is never a fee unless we get money for you. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, the basketball game has now shifted on this television to Houston and Texas, which is a really good game. This is number four team against like a 14-win team already. And then Alcorn and Bethune, which is the coach from one of these two. I believe it's the Alcorn coach. He has screamed at his kids a couple times already to where he came out on the court and just gave it to them. To where I thought he was going to get a technical for yelling at his own team. And and Reggie Theus is the coach for Bethune, which is wild. But yeah, so that is on television right now. And oh, the guy just had a big dunk. In a swack. Let's go. Swaction. I'm watching. Uh, Joel, you better have that ready for you got like 18 minutes before you have I put you on the spot. I really need, really need your um, NASCAR predictions. So be sure to get that going. 412-928-9370. What is taunting and does it bother you? Okay. So we saw yesterday, man, did Zay Flowers have a day, right? So he fumbled uh, near the end zone after being flagged for taunting AFC championship game. Zay Flowers, a pretty great talent, except those couple things. And so he gets the unsportsmanlike conduct just before he fumbles near the end zone, spun the ball. He was standing uh, above, uh, I think it was Sneed, who tackled him. He had like a 55-yard catch from Lamar Jackson, then screwed it up because he taunted, and he went back 15 yards. Does taunting bother you? I mean this. Let's have a discussion in elementary form on if taunting bothers you. Does it? I, I don't know what the situation is with fans. And I'd love to find this out at 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. So a guy makes a catch way down the field. And let's put it in these terms. Let's think of it in these terms. That guy worked, and I'm I'm not defending Zay Flowers, but I'm not vilifying him either. I'm trying to talk this out in real time, and I'd like your feedback. So a guy goes to Boston College, and a guy works his butt off. He goes through a bunch of different quarterbacks and teams, doesn't win a whole lot of games. Their offensive line stinks there, whatever. So he continues to work. He continues to work. Then he gets drafted. And then, and I'm just talking Zay Flowers, right? Then he gets drafted, and he puts in all that time during training camp. And he's a rookie receiver. And he's a guy that tries to find his way and guide his way through the depth chart. And he puts in all this time when it is a million degrees of training camp. And he puts in his time with that jugs gun. And he puts in his time in practice. And he's learning the playbook. 
and he's out there with one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL who always ends up losing the playoffs, but one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the National Football League, and he's trying to forge a relationship. And that's very time-consuming, as is learning the playbook in the National Football League. So that all happens, okay? So there we are. He then gets an opportunity to play in the games. And Zay Flowers has been pretty good to this point. But those games are the reward. And that reward is when all the excitement comes out. And the excitement comes out for a guy like Zay Flowers or anybody really by catching passes, being excited about that. The NFL saying, go ahead. You know, what you can do is you, and this was just a couple years ago with celebrations in the end zone, you can display your emotion a little bit more. So in a big playoff game, 55 yards down the field, after all that that I just explained that he put into all of this, all that time, all that sweat, all of it, he catches a pass, and who knows what the guy covering him had said from the beginning of the game? Who knows what he said on that play? Who knows what he said in warm-ups, right? Because we know that they talk to each other in warm-ups, right? Who knows all of that? And in one moment, one millisecond, he decides that he wants to spin the ball on top of him and step over him to say, I'm the big dog. I'm the man right now. I'm the guy that just got you. And it costs 15 yards. Is that the way that this should be officiated? Are these the penalties that should happen? If that's not called, what does it hurt? And why are we calling it? Are we calling it to offset fights? Are we calling taunting so it doesn't get out of hand? Are we calling taunting so they don't do it every play? I don't know. It doesn't seem excessive. Like, I'll know it when it's, I see it and it's excessive. But what's more excessive from a taunting standpoint? A guy who does that? Or a whole freaking team that runs to the end zone after a turnover and does a rehearsed dance. Fred's in the car. Hi, Fred. Hey, how you doing, Colin? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree like 100% more, man. I mean, reality of it is we're supposed to be, you know, moderating the sport in a sense where we're making sure that the rules that have been laid out are enforced. But, I mean, Taunting, I mean, it's one thing if you're trying to avoid physical altercation, of course, you know, that makes sense. But as far as, you know, all these ticky-tacky fouls over guys being hyper-competitive, I mean, these guys are paid to be the most hyper-competitive people in the world. And then we're going we're gonna to base the slate of the game on these nuanced fouls that might hurt someone's feeling. It, it makes no sense at all, especially – more importantly, when you're in the biggest games of the year. I didn't, like, I hope I didn't go too long to try to illustrate that. And I didn't want to. And I don't want to drag it out for the case of that. But I think that in that moment, sometimes, Fred, that we don't understand what goes into that crescendoed moment in all of the stuff that funnels from a big, wide funnel into a very narrow second. And that's true. Like, and you can't governor. It's hard to governor your pent up feelings and aggression in that moment that you've worked so hard for. Yeah, I think uh, Colony or someone was on the station like a day or two ago, and they were talking about how, you know, 
usually when they call this this taunting foul, mm-hmm. it's always like the refs are blind to the 30 seconds that happened previous to that actual call, you know, to that call. Like you said earlier, there's always this stuff going back and forth, like you said, in the pregame, in the actual game, on that play. And then it's always this the last-minute thing that gets seen, and now we're going to throw a flag and we're going to change the entire course of the game because of one specific incident. It's just, to me, if, if you're trying to have real football, you know, ordained football that's won and lost by the people playing the game, and you, you got to let some of that stuff go. Yeah, I'm with you, and thank you for the call. I appreciate it as always. I'm not some, like, bleeding heart screaming and yelling. And Bleeding heart's the wrong word. I'm not some guy that's putting the place of the blame on the officials that that's why Baltimore lost. I'm just – I'm not. I am, though, looking at that foul and saying – you have, and, and that caller just put it so great, these hyper-competitive athletes. And again, it's not 1958 anymore. We have arrived at a place where we permit and allow and and sort of push our athletes into getting to that place where they are hyper-competitive and and allow them to talk, allow them to do things. And whenever they put in this rehearsed team celebration, that to me, I don't know how then you turn it on and turn it off for taunting. Joyce is in Clinton. Hi, Joyce. Colin, um, question. I agree with you on the celebrations, but that's different than taunting. Like I think if that guy got up, spun the ball, fist pumped, whatever, and walked away, different than standing over the guy and be like, oh, yeah, like you know. Wait, what did he say again? What did he say? Sure, he was like, do it, the man. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. I do, I do know. But, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, so now that the guy gets up, now they shove each other. I mean, it could, maybe that's why they call the taunting to kind of diffuse that. Celebrating, that's different. You go, you're celebrating with your teammates. Like you said, if you got up and spun the ball and was like, you know, they stand up, they do that first down thing or something like that and walk away. You did your job. I mean, they also act like they've never done that before in their life. I mean, that's what you're getting paid zillions of dollars to catch long passes and run for touchdowns. And, you know, we all know you're the man. So I taunting, I think, is different than celebrating. Oh, it, it is. It's defined by the NFL. But, again... I just I think it's a very thin and fine line because yeah. for me sell it here's the other part some of it is dependent on how the person who failed perceives it they could perceive it as being taunted by someone just celebrating and so that's why it's mm-hmm. like I, I it's tough for me to delineate Joyce Joyce you're, you're you seem like a very intelligent person and you have a clear and defined line of delineation whenever you, bring somebody else into it and try to make them the butt of the joke, that's taunting. Whenever you just keep it, if I'm reading you right, whenever you just keep it independent of them and just to you, that's celebrating. Am I, am I reading that and right? Maybe your teammates. Yeah, and yeah. celebrate with your teammates. I've played sports all my life. And taunting, no. It's just, do it. Just go do your job. I and mean, you could be excited with your teammates, okay? That's exciting. You scored the winning basket. You scored a touchdown. Celebrate all you want, but you don't need to go rub it in the other guy's face. Like, seriously. And that's standing over somebody. That's just asking for trouble. I mean, how about the other guy in the heat of the moment? What if he, like, 
Kicks leg up and kicks his, you know, his his area. Right. Say, oh, I yes. was getting up, yeah, and I just happened to knee him as I was getting up in the group, you know. And how do you feel about, you know, what I'm saying. So I think the taunting is they're just trying to diffuse things when they call that versus celebrating. Let oh them yeah, have their joy with their teammates, you know. It, did, so, did the t- do you think we have a good Super Bowl, Joyce? I am very excited. I was kind of pulling for Detroit. But I'm very excited about seeing this young, uh, what's the Brody guy or whatever's out in San Francisco, how he could do it against Purdy, uh, yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, Pur- Purdy. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how that. I, I was pulling for Detroit, Detroit, you know, working man's team type thing. We were pulling for them. But our curling friend's son lives out in uh, Michigan, so oh. we were going to be like, oh, cheering for Trevor's team. So There you yeah. go. Yeah. We curl. You I... should try curling. Bring your whole family down and come curl at the Pittsburgh Curling Club. Sorry, I asked Where is that? Where is that? our own place we used to be at rmu but we built a building and we're like right outside like mckee's rock kennedy township type thing just google it pittsburghcurling.com and people curl all the time answer me this because i i think i read a story about this now sadly i think i read a story because i think his father just died but isn't it true that mark bulger is a big curler that used to be the nfl quarterback don't know if he's curling he's not curling in pittsburgh i think he could be i mean they're everywhere you know philadelphia no i think like somewhere in like wisconsin or some like jared allen that played in the nfl in in a couple guys like that i think that they they from my it's my understanding i think they are somewhere yeah that would be big out wisconsin we just had a huge tropical and we had people from michigan and uh, not tropical we had uh Spiel. Spiel is where other teams come. We had teams from New Jersey and Michigan and oh, wow. Philadelphia. Actually, a couple of teams from Philadelphia. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Do you know? Uh, yeah, we curl. Okay. Right. What is it? Why do they sweep so fast like that? Oh, because the ice is pebbled. And so, like, and when you throw your rock and it starts that slow turn curling one way or the other, sometimes you are sweeping really super fast to kind of make sure it holds the line and it does it off that line you know what i mean sometimes you're sweeping for speed like it might not feel like it's going to get across the hog line so you got to sweep to keep it moving so there's a couple of different reasons why you sweep and you know sometimes if you throw the perfect rock you don't sweep a lot there's weekends we're sweeping all the time you know there's some days you just suck and you sweep a lot so oh, okay some days you're throwing really good rocks and your counterparts don't have to sweep as much so yeah, there, we have learned to curls all the time, and believe me, people come out just to try it. It's, I mean, you know, bring all your like fan buddies, and you know, bring all them out and do like a team building exercise. Well, there we go. Maybe, maybe we can get out there and curl. I want those special shoes with the grippy on the bottom. That would work. She mentioned Brock Purdy. I want to talk about him next, and take your calls four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Top of the hour. Let's absolutely get into uh, Mr. Rooney. Not get into him, but hear from him. It's uh, like 19 minutes long. I want to hear the whole interview because we owe it to you to bring it to you if we have that audio. 10 o'clock, we'll hear from Mr. Rooney in his full interview today from the assembled Pittsburgh media. That's straight ahead right here on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You know who's a bunch of babies? The University of Texas. I saw the University of Texas a couple weeks ago. Remember their basketball coach complained because some other team beat them and they did the horns down sign in the handshake line? So that happened. And then just over the weekend, I actually was at the casino, right? Uh, man, the Rivers, that's, it's, I like that place a lot. It was packed on Friday, on Saturday when I went. I went like just past dinner time on Saturday, something to do for a couple hours. I had to park on eight. I, it was so packed. It was great, though. It was wonderful. There were a lot of Canadians fans on their way to the hockey game. But anyway, so to continue with the University of Texas, the, Mark Pope is BYU's basketball coach. I guess it's the same Mark Pope who used to play at Kentucky, one would think. Played for the Utah Jazz for a little bit. So there were some fans in the front of the stands at BYU in Provo, which that's another story. But so anyhow... They were there, and they had shirts, like one kid. There were like 12 kids across, or how many ever letters there are, and it spelled H-O-R-N-S-D-O-W-N, horns down. They made those kids leave, take those shirts off and leave, and then after in the post game, Mark Pope, the BYU coach, was like, that's not who we are. That's not how we go about things. We're deeply apologetic to the University of Texas. What a bunch of babies texas you know the steps the rest of college athletics feels like it needs to take to not hurt the feelings of the university of texas and how texas has cried in the past is absurd it's not a slur it's not vulgar it's quite literally two fingers pointed down the world is wacky the world is so wacky you know, Texas is going to get eaten alive in the SEC if they can't take a bunch of Mormon kids wearing a shirt that say, 
horns down. What a bunch of babies. Joel, do you have your NASCAR, um, your not-so-famous uh, NASCAR prediction here? I told you, you get one or two. The season starts. Well, this is just this isn't a points-paying race on Saturday. It's just a race to, to clash the Coliseum where they go around in a football stadium to make everybody think that every race looks like that to get people hooked to watch the next one. Then it looks nothing like that. But the next one's Daytona, I guess, after that. So tell me what your prediction is for the season because I gave you two. LaJoy and Briscoe will both make the playoffs. I've got a Daytona 500 prediction. Hold on. A season prediction. Okay, can I guess your Daytona 500 prediction? Yes, it is a winner prediction. Uh, it so. is a winner. Okay, hold on. Uh, hold on. I want to. I think that you will. I think that you are going to tell me that. Um, let me think, let me think, let me think. You have a winner? Yes, for I the have Daytona? a prediction for the Daytona 500, the winner. Ty Gibbs. No. Who? Eric Jones. No. It's been a good year for him in Michigan. He's a Michigander. He's a Michigan fan. His Lions made a pretty deep run. He is on the right team, you know. They they seem to be investing a lot of money in that team. Eric Jones. Eric Jones is that guy that always makes his way kind of up front or in the top seven or so with about about halfway through the race, and then something real crazy happens to him. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael McDowell wins the five hundred. That would be that would be his second day on five hundred. It would be. All right. What's your second one for the season? Season prediction. Daniel Suarez will make the championship four. He fell off toward year. the end of last year, did he, he did. not? The whole track house team kind of did. You he know, did. you notice my shirt tonight. What's it? Oh, nice. Yes. My Melon uh, Man shirt. Melon Man. Yes. Yeah, you know why I bought this? Because it was on clearance for like six bucks. That's right. After he had his own brand and then flipped flipped the track house, he had to sell off all his stuff that was just his own brand. That's right. And I bought a I bought a uh, Ross Chastain shirt. Anyway, nobody cares about what we just talked about, but we don't care. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Okay, so here we are. Um, let's talk about this because it's uh, it's interesting. Are there still Brock Purdy haters? Brock Purdy yesterday. He goes, what, 21 of uh, 20 of 31 or something like that, 267, one touchdown, uh, one interception, and put – you can say this, that he put the team on his back. There is no question. He put the team on his back in that game. So for me, to watch what he did, I just wonder if there's those same people now that say, oh, okay, well, if you put Kenny Pickett in that offense, or, oh, if you put X this guy in that offense, they do the same thing with the 49ers. At what point, if you watched that game yesterday, and I'm sure a lot of you did, at what point are you going to say, you know, Maybe Brock Purdy has something to do with Brock Purdy's success. Perhaps Brock Purdy's a pretty good quarterback. Like, are we there yet? Are we allowed to get to that point yet? 
Are you allowed to give him some credit? Because I've been there for a while. His record is ridiculous. He makes a ton of throws. And it felt like this, too, in watching and looking at social media. Because, like, even Pony was on this tip a little bit yesterday. At halftime, people had the knives that they had been sharpening, waiting to just come out against Brock Purdy. See? See, it's over for him. Can't really win a big game. I told you he was going to stumble. I told you this was going to happen. Told you. I told you it was just a matter of time before it all fell apart for him this year. Okay. Sure it was. Sure it was. Did you watch the second half? Did you see what happened? Did you see how the wide open spaces seemed to get filled by a receiver crossing and Brock Purdy throwing a dart to him? And then, whenever the pocket collapsed, did you see how he had two gigantic runs in that game? I just... He has become a guy who is so easy to root for. He's not out there being braggadocious. He's not somebody that wants all the glory. He stays within the system. He makes the plays. He gets it done. He keeps churning out wins. I don't understand where Brock Purdy, and look, I think they're dwindling every week, but I don't understand where he or why he invites or invited any of the big people questioning him. When, when did that come about? Because that's odd to me. And it does feel like there are people that don't want him to succeed. And it's not like they're 49ers haters. They're just like, you know, neutral football fans that kind of don't want Brock Purdy to succeed to prove some kind of point. And I don't know what that point is that they're proving. Are they trying to prove that they think everybody could be that good in that system? Do they not like Iowa State? Do they not want uh, him to play well because it cheapens contract to the big money guys? Or or what? Does it disprove that Mr. Irrelevant should even be... Dr- I, don't, I don't know what it is, but every time that he performs well, there seems to be this groundswell of excuses from people, from some people, to not give him credit to say, well, it's this. Well, it's a Shanahan offense. Well, it's Clint Kubiak. Well, it's the offensive staff. Well, I mean, he does have the best running back in the game that does everything to open it up. Well, do you see when the receiving core is good? Well, I mean, he played at home, didn't have to travel. You have to go to the West Coast to play his team. Well, it's now two years into this, and he's got a firmer grasp of this. Well, just wait to the Super Bowl. Like, he is the I swear. In all my time talking about sports and dissecting sports and just watching sports as a fan, he, for some reason, he's one of the guys right at the top of the list that people are so loath, so loath to give credit for. Text here. Any puff, a Buffalo chicken dip? Need another segment or whole show on Buffalo chicken dip? I did not have Buffalo chicken dip. Over the weekend, I did have buffalo chicken tenders over the weekend, which were pretty good. They were a little bit spicy, and I had celery and blue cheese with those. They were not bad. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what I had today? This is underrated. It really is. You got to buy the right company, though. Something that I could eat a whole bag, and I did from Trader Joe's yesterday. I got it yesterday. I ate it today. 
One thing, and what you do is you can add chicken to it. You put your chicken to it. You put your, you put your chicken to it. Um, anyway, the C- bagged Caesar salad, you got to look at the date, and you got to make sure it's fresh, right? But if you get a good bagged Caesar salad, and it has like the croutons, and it has a little bit of the cheese, and it has the dressing, but make sure it's a good date. And then I got the leftover uh, chicken, the not buffalo. It was just leftover chicken that I had too, and put it in there. I had a whole bag of Caesar salad and chicken today for lunch. It was fantastic. That is an underrated dish from the store, right? And I'm not talking about like a gourmet great Caesar salad because there is there are few things on this earth better than a good fancy steakhouse Caesar salad with anchovy pa- anchovies, real ones, not paste, and all that, and they do it right at the table for you. Give me that. But in a pinch... A good bag Caesar salad with some chicken in it, a good chicken Caesar, that's a fabulous lunch. It's one of my favorite lunches. I also mentioned this to my wife today. It's almost getting to be tuna melt season time. Spring is big tuna melt season time. The Lenten season, if you will. That's coming up pretty soon. And I need tuna melts. I love tuna melts. Tuna melts may be the best food in the world. So there is that. 412-928-9370. We hear from Mr. Rooney coming up at the top of the hour, and it is in full form. Everything that he said today, all the questions he was asked, we get into that at the top of the hour. Fan weather right now, brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 2024 starts with great incentives. Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. And visit sunchevy.com. Tonight, cloudy, low of 30. On Tuesday, mostly cloudy skies with a chance of light snow. Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, low of 47, or excuse me, high of 47, low of 37. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.